Hello, everyone, and welcome to the inaugural episode of the Sound of My Own Voice podcast. Uh, I am your host, Ian Barrage, and I am currently sitting in my room in the dark uh, with the window open, uh, because even though traditionally you would assume North Dakota is an Arctic hellscape, today it was, in fact, a real hellscape, 98 fucking degrees in North Dakota. doesn't seem right that it can get that high in temperature and also be at negative 40 during the winter. I don't understand how one place can hit those kind of extremes. I want a refund on my summer. Uh, So like I said, this is the Sound of My Own Voice podcast, uh, and I am Ian Barrage. Uh, This will be launching on Wednesday morning at uh, 4 a.m., but that is just for this inaugural episode. Normally, episodes will air on Tuesday at 4 a.m., so get right in there for everyone uh, who's on their way to work, or rather waking up uh, as they would normally and pretending like they still drive to work, as most people are still quarantined in the pandemic. Uh, So, I don't actually have any social setup to tell you to go follow and things, but at some point I will. So I'll go ahead and skip that for now. Uh, But yeah, this is my podcast for uh, quarantine. It's just something I decided to do. And I thought, you know what, for this first episode, uh, we're going to just talk about why uh, this exists. Um, Not like from an ontological perspective or any sort of Uh, deeper meaning, but just like why I decided to sit down in the middle of the night, as it is uh, currently 1.37 in the morning, and uh, start recording my voice in audacity, uh, and seemingly talk to myself for the next 30 minutes or so, Um, and why I think it's a uh, worthwhile thing for other people to listen to, instead of just uh, sort of shouting into the void currently. Um... So, yeah, let's, uh, as Philip DeFranco would say, let's just jump into it. Um, so why a podcast, of all things, um, on, on the website it even says, you know, the pod, podcasting is the new let's start a band uh, of the uh, 21st century. It seems to be what everyone with a mic and a recorder and a dream uh, wants to do right now. Uh, Obviously, there's a lot of reasons why uh, podcasting is pretty easy um, to set up. It's uh, very low overhead, and so it's something that a lot of people can do uh, without a whole lot of experience or a whole lot of uh, other equipment or people necessary. Um, For me, though, uh, I do have a previous history uh, with podcasts, uh, albeit on YouTube, which uh, interestingly enough, I found out in doing research for this very podcast uh, that technically your YouTube videos that you title podcasts aren't fucking podcasts uh, because podcast is a very specific distribution method uh, through RSS feeds. It's actually a uh, back-end feature for RSS feeds, uh, and that's why they're called podcasts because it used the podcasting tag inside of that. Uh, So YouTube videos are not technically podcasts uh, by a strict definition of their format, uh, which I actually thought was pretty interesting. But yeah, I um, did a couple of gaming things on on YouTube uh, with podcasting. Um, And actually, kind of really more importantly, 
in uh, 2018, I did a series of vlogs on my YouTube channel uh, where this will also be hosted, um, ironically enough, given the uh, information I just gave. Uh, but yeah, I did some vlogs in 2018, and um, 2018 was not a great year for me. Uh, lost my job on Valentine's Day, was unemployed for six months, uh, went cripplingly deep into credit card debt, and uh, I vlogged the whole thing. I started on January 1st thinking that uh, 2018 was going to be my fucking year. Um, and it was a year, uh, and I was certainly existent inside of it, but I don't know that I could necessarily say it was mine. It more made me its bitch than anything. Um, but I vlogged the whole thing, and kind of ostensibly towards the uh, middle portion, towards the end portion, when I ended up moving to uh, glorious North Dakota, um, they really kind of were what I would consider sort of short-form podcasts. They were... Uh, just daily updates on my life uh, where I'd sit in front of a computer and record myself and kind of just give an update about, you know, what was happening in my life, what happened in the day. Uh, they weren't vlogs in the traditional sense of, uh, you know, having a camcorder or a uh, phone on like sort of a, a selfie stick walking around doing things. Uh, it was more self-contained and it was more sort of just focused on me relaying information. Um, and kind of the reason they morphed into that was, one, just kind of a lot of creative draining. Um, went through uh, some pretty uh, bad depression during that year, uh, as could be reasonably expected. Um, but they kind of uh, morphed into that as well because I kept getting a lot of messages about people um, that I hadn't interacted with in years, people from high school, even before that, um, people that I hadn't spoke to in a long time, saying they liked hearing about uh, you know, what was going on in my life and liked hearing about the things that I was pursuing and doing. And so the backdrop of like going out and doing random things sort of became secondary and the actual... Uh, just sort of content of my life became the the main focus of the vlogs, like outside of like doing things purposefully for vlogs, right? Because you have to understand when you're creating content, when you're creating something that's meant to be consumed by other people, right? When you go to the store and you have a camera in your hand, you're not just going to the store to shop. You're going, it's it's a performance, right? It's It's meant for other people's consumption. So you're doing things certain ways. You're interacting with uh, not only yourself and the store and the camera in a different way than you would just go normally shopping. And so um, that sort of stuff, like I said, became more secondary. Obviously, there were, were still times where I'd go out, uh, especially like Atlanta United soccer games and things of that nature. Um, but I kind of thought about it, and they were kind of like podcasts, basically. Um, and I've been uh, a little bit creatively lackluster here for uh, for a while, um, 2019 really didn't see a whole lot of creativity, and uh, so 2020, um, kind of as I was getting into the swing of things and kind of getting my footing as well as anyone can in 2020, um, I decided I wanted to, you know, take a step back into the creative realm and kind of get back into doing things that were creative. Um, started writing a uh, novel and decided, hey, you know what, let's do a podcast again. Why not, right? Um, and so... Honestly, I uh, kind of just happened upon the name one day, The Sound of My Own Voice, um, which sort of uh, conveys a sense of um, 
not only arrogance a little bit, to be perfectly honest, but also sort of irony, right? Not a lot of people like the sound of their own voice. Uh, and as the sole person on the podcast uh, and someone who generally kind of doesn't like his own voice uh, when he hears it in recordings, um, I thought that, hey, you know what? It's a great name. It kind of uh, expresses uh, sort of a pithy uh, portion of my personality. Uh, as well as being sort of that um, slightly ironic uh, naming convention given the file format um, and that you're not actually seeing my face currently, um, though that actually has more to do with the fact that I am horrifically sunburnt uh, by, once again, this North Dakotan sun that shouldn't exist. Um, and I am peeling, and the top of my head is uh, more akin to uh, Mars uh, than it is to my normally uh, pasty white self. So I am actually uh, foregoing the visuals, uh, though this will be again uploaded to YouTube, uh, for this episode. Who knows? Maybe I'll forego them forever. Maybe this is just how this bit of creative... Uh, uh, endeavor is embodied for me you know so uh that's kind of why a podcast and why uh we, we i decided to do these things and and you know we think about why right this second um and that actually uh right this second seems like a uh, strange time given the state of the uh, specifically the united states but also the world in general um as to why uh, you would want to do this right now um, but this is actually something that I had kind of thought about at the beginning of quarantine. I had the idea, um, really took me a while to sort of get into creative mode and get everything sort of set up to be able to want to do this. Um, but also, you know, I've, uh, actually put off recording this for two weeks. Uh, so right now is because, uh, like why I'm recording this at 1:45 in the morning is because I made a commitment that I was going to get this out this week. So I'm fucking going to get it out this week. And, uh, you know, uh, sort of in a broader sense, I just hadn't really had a general outlet um, to talk about some of the stuff I wanted to talk about. I have different communities and different things that I hang out in and, and different people that I discuss with um, for my friend groups and stuff. And I have friends who are into music, friends who are into video games and both and friends who are into reading and novels and more pop culture stuff. And, you know, I, I kind of have this sort of disparate um uh, different areas where I can discuss different things about uh, all of my interests. And so I kind of just wanted to, to condense all of that and say, you know, hey, here's uh, here's my opinions on things. Here's kind of uh, just some information and hopefully some people find it interesting enough to uh, continue to listen to. I'd like to think I'm a pretty uh, learned person. I uh, have um, some experience in different industries and some uh, I think critical thinking ability that gives me a, a, a little bit keener insight on some things. And so hopefully uh, listeners will agree and find this entertaining. And if not, maybe I just talk to myself for 30 minutes once a week and, and that's that. And after, you know, 10 weeks of uh, deciding that I'm maybe insane and just deciding to talk to uh, talk to the voices in my head out loud rather than in my head, I'll stop. But uh, like I said, hopefully this will be a, a productive adventure, and we'll just see how it goes. Um, the last why, uh, before we jump into like why really listen, right? Um, I figured is why you know why do this solo, right? You know I think a lot of podcasts are uh, set up for 
uh, consumption based on uh, big personalities engaging with each other, and even myself, I think. Uh, I like to riff with other people, and I think a lot of my humor comes in that sort of uh, in-the-moment sort of quick uh, back-and-forth, uh, that sort of very short, uh, uh, witty um, engagement. And so I actually think, one, I kind of wanted to do this uh, just as a challenge to myself to see if while I was recording this, um, I have notes about the episodes themselves, but I'm kind of coming up with this mostly off the top. Uh, the notes are 92 words, and I've definitely spoke a fuckload more than that in this. Uh, so I'm kind of just seeing and challenging myself and kind of seeing, you know, how, how do I react uh, with sort of an outline and just kind of trying to riff on myself and see kind of as I go deeper and deeper into subjects, keeping everything together and making it entertaining. Also, it works a lot better with the name, right? The sound of my own voice. You know, if I had more than one person uh, on here, I thought about the sound of our own voice, kind of making it a, a play on the adage. Uh, but I I think that for now, um, I, I like the idea of kind of riding solo for a little while. But I do also think that uh, there should be the opportunity to open this up to people that I think have great opinions on topics that I want to talk about, right? Um, I don't claim to be an expert in really much of anything, uh, but I do like to think of myself as a jack-of-all-trades, uh, a, a red mage, if you will, uh, pardon the Final Fantasy reference. Um, but I think that, you know, um, for the most part, I'd like to get in people who uh, have a little bit more expertise in, in certain things and, and talk to them about it and kind of open up. Um, wow, I am already halfway through this. So why listen? Uh, I guess this is a great as time as any to sort of break down into uh, why I think this will be entertaining. And uh, I kind of had a couple of ideas for segments. I'm a very big segment guy. Even when I was doing vlogs, I thought about doing different segments. Uh, and even like uh, when we had our, our podcast on our gaming channel, I wanted you know, this show is for, you know, this specific thing, and this show is only for gameplay, and this show is for current events. And I like, I like things being um, sort of segmented into these different uh, uh, um, sort of mini-episodes, if you will, because I like when I can look at something and go, okay, cool, here are the things that are interesting to me, here are the things that I can consume. If I don't want to consume the whole thing, I don't have to. Obviously, as a content creator, I like when people consume the whole thing. Um, but I also think that there's absolutely merit in consuming piecemeal and saying, hey, I really like your opinion on music, but I couldn't fucking care less about your opinion on food. So let's go ahead and skip that food section. Let me check in the episode notes. Sick. You talk about a, an album today. Let's go ahead and listen to that, and then we can turn it off, right? Um, I like to think of uh, having a little bit of, you know, content for everyone. So hopefully uh, I can showcase this here. I have uh, six different sort of segments that I've thought of, uh, most of which have been co-opted from other creative endeavors that I've done prior. Uh, and hopefully my computer going to sleep doesn't knock out the vocals in any way. I guess we'll see how that sounds later on. Um, but yeah, so the first section that I have up is something that I took uh, from my vlogs, uh, which is Traffic Jams. Uh, title pending. Uh, I really liked that and thought it was clever on the vlogs because it would be uh, me driving to work, 
um, in Atlanta traffic where it was literally bumper to bumper most days. Uh, so I felt more than comfortable uh, setting a camera on my dash and just kind of talking to myself for the 30 to 45 minutes that I had been in traffic, but also it was a uh, sort of musical element to it, right? And I thought that that was a pretty fucking clever uh, title, uh, so I wanted to reuse it here. And uh, just as sort of a quick uh, uh, segment, um, I kind of wanted to keep these between sort of two to three minutes apiece uh, for this intro episode, just to give you an idea. Um, but normally I think I'd probably stretch these, uh, you know, sort of maybe do five to ten minutes, maybe do three segments an episode. I'm trying to kind of keep these at 30. I don't really know that anyone wants to listen to my voice uh, for an hour of their time. But I'm thinking anywhere between like 30 to 40 minutes for every episode should be pretty easy to obtain every every week. Uh, but I guess we'll see how it goes. Um, so, yeah, traffic jams. Uh, I wanted to talk about... Um, a new single that dropped from a band that I really, really enjoy. Uh, the band is called Veil of Maya, and the single that dropped was Outsider. Uh, this actually dropped, I think, maybe a month ago now. It was more recent when I made this list of things. Again, two-week delay in recording. Um, but I wanted to talk about this track because, one, it's an easy single to discuss, uh, and it has a lot of elements that I really like in it. Uh, and two, um, it's sort of a uh, good indication of my musical tastes in terms of what I have generally been listening to recently, uh, which is sort of more heavier uh, metalcore, uh, Veil of Maya, uh, if you want to use the uh, you know moniker Gent. Uh, they definitely have uh, some bounciness to them. Uh, and in this track in particular, um, which I... I'm actually of two minds. Again, this is sort of a test intro episode, so feel free to let me know what your opinion is. I'm of two minds about just linking it and letting um, people listen to it or splicing in uh, the music itself after I've talked about it. Uh, I'm kind of worried from a copyright perspective about splicing too much of the music into it. kind of makes it difficult to talk about music. Um, I'm not actually sure from... I know from a fair use perspective, I am making commentary on it, so it should be able to be utilized, but I don't know what the uh, sort of podcasting, um, like, uh, uh, what the podcasting, not terms of service, uh, uh, etiquette would be uh, for utilizing music in a podcast that is clearly from uh, a source that is not yourself. Uh, so we'll see how this goes. Maybe I'll add it in in post, um, but... The track itself um, starts off with uh, sort of alternating right and left uh, chugs uh, on a pretty good riff. Comes in with some uh, good vocals, harsh vocals, uh, transition into some cleans. Uh, but my two favorite parts about this song are uh, the sort of second verse or post the first chorus uh, the riff is just, just fucking filthy. It has great uh, progression to it. It has a great amount of bounciness to it. You'll probably constantly hear me reference bounciness uh, because I like that is honestly like one of my top criteria, especially for this genre of music. Is just like how much can you bounce to it? How much like sort of raw 
uh, fury does it have behind it? Uh, not necessarily even in anger, but just in the adrenaline of the song, so to speak. <laughs> And, and that that after the first chorus, that second verse just does so, so, so much right in terms of instrumentation, in terms of the guitar work uh, having a, a unique sound inside of that um, before it goes into the second chorus. And the way that the lyrics call back to the intro and the way that the, the lyrics get uh, uh, more and more aggressive towards the end of uh, that second chorus and going in, or second verse and going into the next chorus. Um, I believe the last uh, harsh vocals before the cleaner chorus is uh, something to the effect of uh, light every uh, light every street and watch the whole world burn, um, which uh, was not actually uh, meant to tie into current world events, but currently is. Um, and then the other part of the song that I really, really, really enjoy is the, uh, false outro, um, which I, I honestly, I've just decided here, I got to put this in post. Um, I got to put the song in at least a little bit, just so you can hear this, uh, very, very beautiful, clean, um, outro seemingly coming, serenading to a fade out. Uh, and then just completely kicks you in the fucking teeth, brings it back around, um, reinforces the message of the song, reinforces the uh, lyrical theming of the song, um, and really puts a nice, neat bow uh, from the beginning of the song to the end of the song. <laughs> It's an amazing, amazing, amazing single. I'm super stoked for uh, their new album. The other single that they put out earlier uh, last year, Members Only, was incredible. has a fucking guitar solo that in it that sounds like it should be in Dragon Force, not Veil of Maya. Um, but I love the direction they take. I love old Veil of Maya. Uh, you know, uh, fucking Common Man's Collapse, Id, um, fucking, I forget, Eclipse. Uh, they're all great albums as well, uh, but really, I love the direction they've taken since um, uh, Matriarch, um, and even uh, Doublespeak. I know a lot of people didn't like that album. That's the fifth album, right? I think it's called Doublespeak. Uh, I know a lot of people were kind of iffy on that. Um, there's so many tracks on that that I think are just fucking groovy. Pull Spray, incredible. Uh, Follow Me, the one that has the ambiance from... Uh, uh, Westworld, incredible. Um, but I am well over my three minutes, uh, so that would be Traffic Jams, um, and where I kind of would hopefully go, obviously, more into depth in different songs or talk about an album, what it kind of means to me. Uh, maybe do some ratings. Um, I don't really like just assigning arbitrary numbers to things. I think the discussion around it's more interesting than saying 7 out of 10 or 8 out of 10. Um, those numbers are pretty meaningless, like I said. So uh, moving on. Um, we have 
the next section, uh, which is output my input, um, which I'm co-opting from an old podcast I did on a gaming channel. Um, I think that that name is really fucking great. Um, and this would kind of be just a whatever I want to express my opinion on that day. Um, whatever I want to have a discussion about, whether it's current events, pop culture, um, a particular subculture that I'm interested in, um, just sort of the now and today and, and sort of current events. Um, I'll pause here uh, to make a note. I guess not pause. There is no pause. It's a currently ongoing podcast. I guess I'll just say um, that uh, I think it would be extraordinarily socially irresponsible of me. Um, to not at some point during this mention the uh, current events going on uh, around the United States uh, with the Black Lives Matter movement as well as uh, protests for the murder of George Floyd as well as countless other uh, unarmed black civilians um, at the hands of police officers. Um, however, I am noting that in a, in a different section, um, and uh, the thing that I'm talking about today is, is er, in this current uh, section is obviously much, much less important uh, than something that has uh, global human rights implications um, as our country continues to see turmoil over all of this. Um, but hopefully you'll understand why when I introduce that section at the end, why I decided to move it there rather than have it in this one, which ostensibly it would be uh, just as equally important in and well suited for, um, but I, I, I think it's more apropos in the ending section. Um, so for output my input this uh, week, I uh, I was going to talk about this kind of a little bit old news now, but I want to talk about the uh, Keemstar versus H three H three sort of feud slash battle that is currently. Uh, sort of taking over YouTube, specifically more like commentary slash drama channel YouTube, um, as it's even brought uh, Leafy is here back from the dead. Like I said, um, sometimes I just want to talk about a very specific subculture that I like, um, and I spend a lot of fucking time on YouTube. I bought YouTube uh, Red, now YouTube Premium, like the day it launched, uh, because it said I could, you know, use YouTube on my fucking iPhone without um, while dimming the screen and it gave money to all my creators that I liked uh, watching with no ads and I said well fucking worth it sign me up let's go and I've had it ever since right I love YouTube I love uh, the creators a lot of different creators on the platform and this whole uh, sort of um, debacle as it were uh, is just I, I think extraordinarily interesting and also just a very very um strange look into uh some some content that i feel should have been addressed a long time ago um and is is confusing to me honestly uh and i think uh, a little bit of this podcast will will be um opening up discussions hopefully um, commenting on, you know, wherever you might be listening to this uh, and, and stating your opinion. Because I love, like I said, uh, you know, I'm a very big engaging person. I like riffing with other people. Um, and a lot of this is just kind of me throwing my opinion out into the universe and seeing, uh, you know, who yells back. Um, but 
from from my perspective, it always seemed odd to me, right? Um, even in this last year, when you had these giant creators signing up for like Team Stars, uh, Fortnite Fridays, and then Fortnite Mo- or Minecraft Mondays and Warzone Wednesdays, and doing all of these tournaments and doing all of these really big engagements with Team Star and putting him into this echelon of creator where he was getting a lot of attention, getting a lot of publicity. Um, and it always struck me as odd that he has this like very well-known history. He has this very well-known um, problem uh, that continues to uh, be an issue uh, with the way that he acts and with the way that he engages with people. And everyone just seems to just immediately turn a blind eye to that. And I understand that some of these people um, are, are, are quote-unquote on his side and, and, and don't think that there's an issue um, with his general behavior. I would disagree with that sentiment. Um, and that's not to say that, you know, Ethan from H3H3 is a fucking saint and has never done anything wrong. Um, I just think it's really interesting the uh, sort of way that both of them approached this, uh, which was H3 making these long, almost documentary style uh, uh, info dumps, as it were, on Keemstar, and then Keemstar just screaming about the same two or three things that people constantly dunk on Ethan about, and then also still somehow miraculously bringing in the same old man that he called a pedophile years ago back into a conversation where he's already apologized for saying that and made this old man feel so terrible that he apologized again. It's so fucking mind-boggling to me. Um, and if you haven't looked it up, you can look at both of their channels and find all of this information and see you know, everything that's going on uh, between them. But I think the, the broader point of advertisers being affected is also very interesting. Um, because the point of Ethan going after G Fuel and everything, um, and then people saying, like, this is going to create other problems for other creators, and there's going to be these issues. And to me, it was like people who had these, had that take, my, my bigger question was just like, okay, wait, so, like, but shouldn't we care if someone is kind of a piece of shit like and they're being sponsored by a company that we enjoy shouldn't we care that that company is knowingly sponsoring someone or maybe unknowingly sponsoring someone that is problematic that has a problem um and i just thought it was really interesting that like everyone seemed to be concerned i think maybe sort of rightfully so that it could be weaponized and used against people in the future uh, but also maybe didn't have the nuance that, hey, like, this is a business reality, right? Like, if if you fuck up bad enough, like, you're just going to lose sponsors because they don't want you to be associated with their brand anymore. Uh, now, I do think that um, uh, Moist Critical uh, on YouTube um, or uh, just Critical or Charlie uh, had a great point that... Um, you know, these brands aren't watching these drama videos. They're not engaged with the drama community on YouTube. They're getting a thousand messages from 
uh, you know, a hate mob, and then they're just saying, this is too much to, for us to fucking deal with, kill the sponsorship, which I do think could be weaponized and used against people. So I do think it's a valid point. I just think it's interesting that so many people instantly jump to the don't affect my bottom line, even if maybe I agree with the fact that certain people don't necessarily need certain sponsorships, uh, rather than sort of the broader uh, sort of ideals there. I'm doing very poorly keeping these to three minutes. Uh, I just hit a good 30. Um, so maybe these next few I'm going to take even less time on. Um, but you kind of get the gist of, hopefully, uh, what I would go for in each segment. Um, I would also probably, I'd say, do a little bit more uh, notation on each of these. These are literally just like headlines that I have on each uh, topic, and I'm kind of just riffing off the top of my head. Um, but I think for uh, later episodes, I definitely have a little bit of notes just to kind of condense my talking points um, and as well as sort of deliver them more um, thoroughly and uh, more uh, somehow more concisely at the same time. Be thorough, but also be more concise. Uh, you could say a lot and say very little. Uh, hopefully that isn't the case here, but I realize I'm sort of approaching that. Uh, the next couple are all sort of um, what I would consider uh, uh, media specific. Uh, so we have the book nook uh, where I would like to talk about uh, different things that I like to read. Uh, most of those would be in the sci-fi fantasy genre, uh, as that is my uh, favorite genre, specifically uh, sort of high fantasy, love high fantasy, love, um, you know, just to rattle off some authors, you know, I got the classics of like Terry Brooks, R.A. Salvatore, David Eddings, Raymond D. Feist, um, and then more contemporary works uh, with uh, Brandon Sanderson. Um, currently, right now, I'm actually reading through the Wheel of Time, uh, slightly anticipation for the Amazon series that will hopefully come out soon. Um, and also because it was actually the 25th anniversary, I believe, of uh, the Wheel of Time, uh, the very first book that came out. That doesn't sound right. It has to have at least been, I thought that came out in 91. It was some anniversary this year that was very big because Brandon Sanderson, who finished the Wheel of Time after Robert Jordan passed away, uh, wrote about it in January, and I was just starting uh, the first book again, The Eye of the World, for the first time. Um, and I was like, oh, wow, this is really coincidental. Um, so I've been getting all the books in the hardback um, because I think it's a series that uh, deserves the hardback treatment, and it's only 15 books. It's not, you know, 45 Shannara books uh, that I have to get in hardback, so... Relatively easy to make a full set, um, and I am currently on the second book, The Great Hunt. Uh, maybe I'll take some time on the first book nook uh, once I finish the second book to go over those first two books in the series, kind of delve into them a little bit more. Um, but yeah, the, the book nook uh, would definitely just be sort of a review, just sort of talk about what I liked about the series or the books. Um, I did some on my YouTube channel for the Rune Lord series by David Farland. Um, if you want to check those out to kind of get an idea of what I'd be looking at doing, they're about 10 to 12 minutes, so I think that'll fit pretty nicely in line with what I want to do for a segment there. Um, next is Chef Dude Jour, which I think is a fucking clever title, uh, also stolen from my vlogs, of which there are only is only one episode of Chef, Chef Dude Jour, uh, where I completely fuck up uh, making a meal from 
Blue Apron. Uh, even since then, I still have not uh, done a uh, cooking since uh, or attempted to cook anything since uh, because it turned out so very, very poorly. I clearly don't know anything about anything to do with cooking. Uh, that being said, I, I think this would more just talk about um, foods that I've been trying or just foods that I like in general. Uh, my notes here say pizza. Uh, I could literally eat fucking pizza every single day uh, without fail. Uh, I love pizza. It's it's honestly got to be my favorite food. Um, and that's even over like stuff that's like genuinely better probably tasting than pizza, right? Like steak, baked potato, lobster, um, fucking what you'd consider uh, not necessarily fine dining, but what you, you know, you would drop some decent money for in a restaurant to have. Um, honestly, like, I love uh, surf and turf. I love steak. Um, but, like, fucking pizza is just the, the goat. It's uh, fucking incredible. And it's so simple. And I don't put anything fancy on it, but just something about pizza. I There have easily been weeks where I've eaten pizza, you know, five or six times. Uh, uh, for five or six meals that week, and I just, I, I love pizza to death, um, but that's not necessarily very interesting to talk about for three minutes, so we're just going to keep moving on uh, in an attempt to maybe keep this around the 45-minute mark at this point. Um, I have uh, another, what I believe is brilliant title. Um, I'm really good at coming up with titles, I like to think, uh, and I like to make things around titles, so uh, this one's for all you fucking weebs out there, it's Clickikamori. Uh, my handle on everything is ClickIMB. Um, and to explain the joke, which obviously is the only way to land comedy, um, is to over-explain a joke. There is a Japanese word, Hikikamori, uh, which kind of means sort of social shut-in. It's what people use uh, when they're super into uh, really just not socializing with the outside world uh, generally. I use this as a stereotype to talk about someone who games or someone who's super into anime or someone who just literally doesn't have a job, doesn't have anything else, and kind of just stays away from everyone. Uh, it's Hikikomori, so Klikikomori um, will generally be uh, what I kind of morphed it into rather than just being anime or even just like Japanese culture in general, things that are interesting to me at the moment, um, to be more uh, about uh, media consumption on TV specifically. Uh, so whether that's anime, whether that's, uh, you know, HBO Max, Hulu, Netflix, anything like that, anything that's sort of just now and in the present, um, I kind of wanted to talk about. I think maybe I'll stick to more animation um, on it just to kind of tie it more back to the sort of anime roots. Um, but I think that um, it'll kind of broaden its definition as it goes on. I just really like that I came up with um, a, uh, what would that be, a portmanteau of uh, those two names, my handle and Hikikomori. Uh, so I, I, I wanted to roll with it. Uh, my notes are talking about the new Justin Roiland show, Solar Opposites. Uh, I watched the first episode, and I wasn't necessarily that impressed, honestly. Uh, I The animation was great, um, very obviously reminiscent of Rick and Morty, um, but I thought the animation was, was great. The storyline seems serviceable enough. Um, I don't really know what they're going to do. It honestly feels like this was a idea for a show that they had that would exist in 
the channel clicker episodes of Rick and Morty and they just made it into a real show. But it doesn't feel like, I don't know, maybe like fully fleshed out or it just doesn't feel like something that's not tied to the Rick and Morty mythos. So it could just be because I know that it's Justin Roiland. I know that it has a similar art style. Like it could be that I'm just impressing that onto it um, unfairly, but I just don't feel like there's enough of a delineation between the two different shows to make me feel super invested in it right now. Um, Granted, that's totally off of one episode. Um, I definitely laughed at some parts in the episode uh, and thought other parts were were clever. Um, A lot of times, especially with his and Dan Harmon sort of style of writing, though I don't think Dan Harmon is involved with this show. Um, you know, I'll think more about the cleverness of a joke than actually laugh at a joke, which I think is still equally respectable. I think when you can kind of land a joke and go like, oh, fuck, that was hilarious because it was clever, but not actually laugh at it, I think that that's still a perfectly fine uh, comedic value to that, and I think it's still something that should land within... Uh, a TV series or something that's more uh, comedy focused. Um, And in the world's worst segue coming off of a uh, comedy show, uh, moving into the uh, last uh, segment, um, which I uh, mentioned previously, uh, but this segment is titled uh, Rage, Rage, Fucking Rage. um, After the... Uh, quote from Maury from Big Mouth, because if you're a fan of Big Mouth, um, I couldn't actually think of a clever title for this one. I'm sorry, I was only five for six. Um, and I thought, hey, you know what? Let's have someone else do the work for me. That's generally easier anyways. Uh, so I decided to utilize this uh, because, uh, you know, sometimes you just want to bitch about stuff. And sometimes you just want to go on a little bit of a rant um, and just fucking be upset. Uh, you know about something and sometimes it's you know cathartic to to be upset and to express your anger um, through a uh, vocal medium and all of that is to say that normally I would have this section probably be about something fairly trivial Uh, the um, subtitle I had under here the topic that I had written was uh, originally just apartment neighbors um, which is like fucking extraordinarily low-hanging fruit for just uh, sort of mild grievances and annoyances um, that you want to rage about Um, and that just didn't fucking feel right to me given the current state of the world Um, and though I am talking in what I hope to be conveying as a pretty even-keeled manner throughout all of this, uh, I cannot express enough how fucking horrifically uh, upset I am and just frustrated and and angry um, and just upset with the the world at large right now, Um, and just really very specifically to make sure it's a thousand percent clear Uh, upset at uh, continued targeted violence and murder against uh, the black community in America, uh, as well as obviously other uh, uh, people of color and just systemic racism in the country. Um, But I think specifically right now, um, you know, it's 
it it should be and needs to be the focus when we talk about obviously the Black Lives Matter movement um, to focus on uh, you know black lives being taken regularly uh, by uh, police officers by people who are uh, ostensibly here to um, uphold the peace and are doing a fucking atrocious job at it currently um, obviously uh, this is a brand new podcast I have no platform to actually uh, 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 make an impact through any of these words um, but again like I said I feel like it's 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 socially irresponsible of, of anyone who is doing anything creative and doing anything right now where they're putting their opinions and feelings into the world to not take a, a beat and, and talk about this because it is a very real fucking issue and it's a, it's a fucking travesty that human rights right now are, are being fucking infringed upon. Um, I am, if you haven't discerned from the intonation of my voice, um, a... Uh, a white male. Uh, I'll also throw in the header there of, of straight to let you know that I have uh, uh, very rarely, if ever, suffered any sort of injustice based on preconceived notions about myself. Um, in fact, I would say that the uh, if ever would generally be self-imposed uh, things that have come with me acting like a complete fuck-up. Uh, and people judging me because of that rather than anything inherent to my actual person or, uh, uh, um, you know, just immutable traits that can't be changed about me. Um, so I say that to clarify that really uh, nothing I say on this subject in terms of uh, any sort of commentary that I have is, is really... Uh, of any import when you compare it to people who are suffering from this literally every single day of their lives. Um, and there's no reason why uh, you should, if you have someone that you can listen to that is black, that is a person of color, um, feel free to click the fuck right out of this podcast and listen to them instead. Um, but if you'd like to hear uh, of two experiences that I, as a white male, have experienced, um, in my life where I can directly say uh, that I not only survived, uh, or rather not only didn't suffer um, consequences that could have potentially befallen me had I been black, but literally survived uh, uh, two instances because I was white, um, almost assuredly based just on the fact that I am white, um, both involving police officers, uh, then feel free to stick around. Even though this is already 45 minutes, I feel like this is important enough uh, to run this episode long. So um, there are two instances um, that stand out to me in my life as instances where I realized, like, wow, that's fucked up. Uh, and even in retrospect, it still honestly boggles the mind that this that these particular things happened in this exact way. Um, one, I think, is maybe a little bit uh, less egregious uh, than the other, um, but the other had escalated state stakes around it. So it was also, you know, sort of uh, bad as well. Um, so the, the first example I have of not being... Uh, immediately shot on sight by a police officer, and that's not hyperbole. Um, me and a buddy of mine, also white, 
Uh, we're driving home one night. It was about 11.30 to midnight. At night, we had just dropped another of our buddies off uh, at a Sonic. Um, and we were driving back to um, my buddy's house, and we were on a two-lane road. Speed limit was 45. Um, not really what you'd consider like a country road, uh, but not necessarily a very well-traveled road. Kind of more a connecting road between two major highways. We just happened to live off of a road uh, on this road. Uh, in the middle of the night, we hit a deer. Um, fucking totaled his Jetta that he had just purchased. Um, and the deer, uh, thankfully didn't shatter any windows. It just like totally fucked up the front carriage of the car. Um, but when we hit the deer, um, you know, it flew forward and broke both of its legs. Uh, my buddy is a very big outdoorsman, very big huntsman, um, very much like we hit the deer, checked to make sure we were okay, airbags didn't deploy, pulled off on the side of the road, saw that the deer um, had would basically couldn't get up, couldn't move, had broke both of its legs, and the first thing he thinks is, um, you know, we need to uh, put this deer out of its misery. Like, we, we can't just let it die on the side of the road. Um, we need to do something to ensure that this deer, uh, you know, doesn't suffer. Uh, and I will say here, this next little part will be a little graphic. Um, so if you're a uh, particularly fond of, of animals and don't wish to hear this, you know, skip ahead for the next uh, maybe 30 seconds, minute or so. Uh, but effectively, um, after trying to uh, sort of break its neck, uh, my friend said, hey, we've got a, hunt, a knife in the back. Uh, we can just slit its throat and, you know, let it bleed out. Um, obviously not as necessarily uh, quick as we would have liked it, but certainly better than bleeding very slowly from, you know, sort of its, its two broken legs. Uh, so at this point, uh, I am now holding a deer head, and my friend is attempting to sort of slice a major artery so that it bleeds out quickly and doesn't suffer anymore. Um, he successfully breaks uh, through the skin of the deer, and so now there is blood fucking everywhere, all over us. And we are at 12 p.m. at night in a ditch with knives in our hand, or rather one of us has a knife, uh, and we are both covered in blood. And about this time, a police officer pulls up behind our car, lights on, comes out of his car, opens his thing, puts the bright spotlights on, pulls his fucking gun out, points it at us, and says, stand up slowly, no sudden moves. And I remember thinking, and this is truly the fucked up part of one of the fucked up parts of this story is um, if you don't think that, you know, uh, a privilege based on your skin color exists, look no further than my first thought was I'm about to fucking my first thought wasn't I'm about to fucking die. My first thought was, holy fuck, this is going to be a great story to tell one day because I was like, wow, this cop thinks something is happening. This is so like funny because it is happening. Um, you know, and, and funny in like a, wow, this is so absurd. It's funny. Right. And even thinking about that now, it's like the fact that I have the ability to come out of that situation totally unharmed, um, is, is fucking wild, uh, compared to what, you know, um, unarmed black people are suffering every day. 
and so we uh, uh, put the knife down. We both stand up very slowly, um, and we announce to the police officer, hey, we hit a deer. Um, we are trying to slit its neck to have it bleed out quicker because it broke both of its legs. Uh, there is a knife below us explaining why we're covered in blood, etc., etc. Uh, police officer holsters his weapon, walks over to us, uh, gets information from what happened, gets the information about the car. He says that someone had called because they had seen a car that was broken down and two people were standing on the side of the road, and he was coming in here to check. Um, not really much else to say about the general portion of this um, of, of this story. Uh, the police officer did uh, discharge his firearm uh, an entire clip into the deer. He said that he would uh, uh, speed up the process of putting it out of its misery um, and fired his gun nine times, right? Fired his pistol directly into the deer from fucking point-blank range. No reason to do that. Could have done it with one shot. Still to this day don't know why he emptied basically his whole fucking clip into this deer. Um, after that, we were waiting on uh, our uh, my buddy's dad to come pick us up, um, and uh, the police officer saw someone across the street uh, who was walking down the opposite side of the street. Uh, now, country road, late at night, officer shines a light on it. It is a uh, young black man, about the same age as we were at that time. Cop immediately fucking stops all conversation with us, pretends like we don't even fucking exist, runs over to the other side of the fucking street, and is like just fucking grilling this kid. What are you doing? Why are you out here so late? Where are you going? Why are you trying to do this? Oh, you're going to a friend's house? Where do they live? What's their fucking house color? Literally just grilling this motherfucker for every ounce of information that he could get. And I didn't realize it at the time. I, it didn't dawn on me. It. I certainly thought it was odd that he was suddenly so fucking invested in this kid that he just left us totally alone um, and just completely, like, we were filling out paperwork and shit because he had, you know, uh, responded to the call and all kinds of other stuff. And he was, just, it was like we couldn't have been less important. And just reflecting on that, it really is just, completely indicative of the issues that we're, you know, experiencing right now, though to a much lesser degree. Um, this police officer did take this young man um, and drive him, I presume, to the uh, place that he was supposed to go. Uh, again, this was over a decade ago, so in thinking back, um, I like to think that this kid did nothing wrong and made it to his fucking friend's house um but i don't actually have any uh evidence to support that and even saying that right now out loud on this makes me feel like i fucked up like i should have you know we we obviously had just wrecked our car we can't take the kid anywhere but it's it it's fucked up that i'm thinking that i may have fucked up and someone else's life may have been worse simply because they were doing literally nothing wrong in walking down a street at night. Um, the second uh, topic that I'd like to...
to discuss uh, with my life, um, horrible segue once again, is that uh, when I was 20, uh, my best friend, uh, his ex-girlfriend, uh, had me and him swatted. And uh, he, the police officers and SWAT team were informed that he was armed and dangerous uh, and suicidal. And uh, again, a different friend, but still both white males. Um, and uh, we were swatted at his house. Um, I remember being on the couch and looking out at the street and thinking, that's odd. There's a black van out there. Uh, why is that parked on the on a, a street that was like, it was like across the street and parked on the side of the street where you wouldn't normally park. And so I thought, wow, that's strange. Why is that parked out there? 15 minutes later, a uh, SWAT team kicked in the front door of uh, my buddy's house. Um, Riot Shield came in first, hit, uh, hit him and pinned him to the couch. Um, I was uh, uh, then they were saying, you know, get on the ground. Obviously, we're on a couch. So if you can think about the logistics of sitting on a couch in order to get on the ground, uh, without standing up, which would obviously be the opposite of what they've just told you to do. You'd kind of just have to like fall forward. There's not really a way for a perfectly still, not in motion person to get on the ground without some sort of forward momentum. Um, the officers decided they'd give that forward momentum to me uh, when they grabbed me by the shirt, picked me up off of the couch, punched me in the mouth so hard that my shoes flew off, uh, and then threw me on the ground and handcuffed me. Um, at this point, uh, I actually didn't think they were police officers uh, because I was like, we haven't done anything wrong. I saw this car out there 15 minutes ago, and I was like, oh, fuck. Like, this is a targeted invasion. Like, these motherfuckers got it from fucking Party City, some SWAT outfits. I was like, those weapons look fucking real. They had, you know, fucking ARs and fucking shotguns and everything else. And they're sweeping through the house, not saying anything. And they've just handcuffed both of us. And there's people sitting on our backs making sure we don't get up. And I'm like, I'm going to die tonight. Like, we're part of a targeted home invasion, and I'm going to fucking die. Um, and so after maybe 10 minutes of them going through the house, um, they get my shoes. My glasses have also fallen off. I'm bleeding. Um, my, they've completely ruptured my lip. There's blood all over my face. Um, my buddy, um, is also, uh, injured and hurt though. A little bit less. So the riot officer kind of pinned him to the couch and then they pulled him down. Um, so he wasn't as beat up as I was. Um, but I remember thinking like, you know, they're handcuffing us and they're like, hey, we're going to walk you out. And I remember thinking like, all right, I've always been taught if someone's going to fucking take you to a secondary location. Again, I still didn't think they were fucking cops. If someone's going to take you to a secondary location, they're going to torture you before they kill you. And I had in my mind made up that I was OK with dying that night uh, and that I would fucking the second I hit the door and turned to the left. There was some woods by his house. I was just going to make a run for it. If they shoot me in the back, they shoot me in the back, and I fucking die, right? Um, and about the time that the door opens, I see all the blue flashing lights. I see that they are police officers um, everywhere, and I see uh, a detective with a badge sort of in my face. 
Um, I was taken to jail and booked for obstruction of justice, and they set my bail for fifteen hundred dollars. They said because I didn't comply fast enough with the officers uh, that I had obstructed the arrest of the person they were there for, uh, which was my buddy, and therefore I was uh, obstructing justice. Um, The story isn't really about me or going to fucking jail or anything else. Uh, the story is that um, I'm here to tell that story and you didn't read about it on Facebook or hear about it on CNN or read about it on Twitter as my name was a hashtag because instead of them coming in with a riot shield and punching me in the face, if me and my friend had both been black males who had a white girlfriend who said that we were armed and dangerous, that they didn't fucking throw a flashbang in there and come in guns blazing and kill us both, right? Like, that's the fucking difference, and that's what still to this day, you know, is a direct result of the fact that my skin color probably saved my life that night. I mean, I lived in the bum fuck south uh probably not the bummest fuck south of georgia right um but outside of atlanta enough to where uh, a local middle school uh once had to have a racial sensitivity uh week because they had um made nooses for all of the black people in their middle school and had uh used the n-word so frequently Um, that everyone's parents had to be brought to an assembly. Um, That's the sort of city that I lived in. And so there's very little doubt in my mind that uh, had both of us, or even one of us, been been, um, black, that, uh, like I said, you very well might not be hearing me put out this message tonight or telling that story. You would have already heard about it um, and... You know, we we would have had our names on on a Twitter hashtag, or or we would be the subjects of that. That sounds a little pretentious to say, and I don't mean to uh, insinuate um, any sort of uh, martyrdom uh, with that experience. Just to say that for me, looking at that and looking back at that and looking that everything is happening right now, right? Um, they thought that George Floyd had, you know maybe paid with a counterfeit 20 or something, right? And they killed that man in broad fucking daylight. This was a SWAT team attacking a house at night with no witnesses, and they thought that we were armed and dangerous. Now, we were just sitting on the couch playing fucking Naruto, but that's not the information they had. They had all the information in the world to not murder George Floyd. They had all the information in the world to do much worse to us. And there was a fucking murder that happened in the street in one point, and there were two kids taken to jail who one of can still talk about uh, his experience today. So if that doesn't fucking get it through at least one person's mind that there is a clear fucking discrepancy in this country right now in the way that most police officers fucking engage just normal, everyday citizens based on their skin color, then I don't know what to fucking say. 
And that's kind of a horrible fucking note to end the first episode on. Kind of dour. But honestly, again, it fucking infuriates me the way that things are currently going. And so I thought that in a segment where I would normally rant about some trivial bullshit, it was my fucking obligation as a person who believes in what this country ostensibly stands for uh, to use this time to talk about my experiences and, and give my opinions. Um, but that's going to be it uh, for today's episode. Um, it is double the length that I thought it was going to be, and maybe these will be an hour from now on. Maybe that's, you know, the target. This seemed to flow really well. I probably could have talked about other stuff for longer and made this kind of uh, a more digestible, sort of larger chunked episode. Um, but let me know what you guys thought about it. Um, I'm going to hopefully have this up on all major podcasting platforms, your fucking iTunes, your Spotify's, your fucking Google Plays. Uh, it will be on YouTube. It'll be up on the website that I have, the sound of my own voice podcast.com. Feel free to fucking comment anywhere. Let me know what you guys think. Obviously, I'll be sending this out to uh, uh, friends and, and family and linking everybody there so you guys can let me know what's going on. Uh, but if you happen upon this and you don't know who I am, uh, once again, I'm Ian Barge. This is the Sound of My Own Voice podcast, and I will catch you guys next week. <laughs>